You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 248, The Solo Series. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra with you here. So there's a lot that's changing with the She Runs the Show podcast. And I know I talked a little bit about it in episode 245, but I want to make sure that I that I just go over it again because maybe you haven't listened to episode 245 yet. Maybe you have, but I certainly want to talk about it. So a couple of things. One, She Runs the Show as of the week of January the 19th, 2020, is going to scale back from what used to be a three-episode-a-week podcast to a two-episode-a-week podcast, with 2020 being the year where I'm really building, relaunching my YouTube channel, which please subscribe, please share, youtube.com forward slash Cassandra Vaughn TV. Um, a lot of my energy from last year, but also moving forward in the next few years is going to be devoted to YouTube. So you're going to see me a lot more on YouTube and there's a lot more production energy that's going there. So in that way, I'm going to reduce the number of episodes every week from an episode dropping every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to an episode dropping every Sunday and Wednesday. So for those of you who love consistency like I do, which She Runs a Show has not been so consistent because I was working on YouTube, I would just say, starting the week of January the 19th, just expect that you will see a new episode for She Runs the Show every Sunday and every Wednesday, two episodes a week. The other change that's happening with She Runs the Show is I'm going to start to do more interviews with with entrepreneurs and, and different people. There are so many brilliant people in the world that either I'm friends with or I really pay attention to on social media. And you need to hear from those people. We talk on She Runs the Show about mindset. We talk about, you know, really becoming the entrepreneur who can create both relationships that rock and businesses that thrive and all relationships, friendships included, colleagues, people you hire. In order for us to do that, though, We've got to hear multiple perspectives and different viewpoints. And so while I love to do the solo episodes primarily, while it's easier for me to post-produce solo episodes primarily, uh, one of the ways that I am evolving in 2020 is I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone and do a lot more interviews because I fully believe that there are people in this world that you may not know about that I somehow come across that their message is really meant for you. And I want to be sure that you get that message. So there will be a lot more interviews done on She Runs a Show in 2020. The other thing that I want to talk about just to keep everybody up to date on what's happening with the She Runs a Show podcast is I'm doing something that I haven't done in a long, long time in 2020, and that is starting a brand new podcast. So in 2020, I will be unveiling either late spring, um, early summer, a brand new podcast that is dedicated to talking about how, what, the when, all of the details, the strategies, the tools, the techniques for women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, how they can rebuild themselves. Because I think this is a topic that does not really get talked about. It gets surface discussion. It gets, well, yeah, you know, you know, the eat, pray, love discussion. It gets all of that, but it really doesn't get into the nitty gritty strategic, tactical, practical, the years that it takes for women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s to rebuild themselves. It doesn't get into what what real women have done to do this process in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. I don't see that really being discussed at length anywhere. And I really feel like it's time to start having that discussion so that 
for those of us like myself who are in their 40s, we are helping women in their 30s rebuild faster and more effectively because they have this knowledge. For women in their 20s who are going to enter their 30s, they already know what their customized rebuilding process. For women in their 50s who feel like life is over and they, you know, they're running out of time. No, you're not running out of time. Let's get you the nitty gritty details of rebuilding yourself. So this will be a brand new venture because I haven't done, look, She Runs the Show is my only podcast at this point. I have not done new, brand new from the go podcasting startup. I haven't done that in years. So it will be a learning curve for me. It will be a learning curve for you. Um, I am not sure yet how often those episodes will, will come out. I just to guess at this point, I would say, cause I'm still planning everything out. I would say it's probably gonna be one episode a week until I really see how much time it's going to require and take. But it's going to be super powerful because women need these tools and these techniques and they need to be in community and hear from other women who've been there, done that. They fall into the ground. They've gotten back up. They've been the Phoenix rising. They rebuilt their lives and they need to hear the real truth about what that actually takes. I think a lot of pe- a lot of people rebuild themselves and they have the amnesia of the last 15 years of doing that and they make it sound like it's this airy fairy overnight success thing and let me just help you out rebuilding yourself is hard work and it takes a considerable amount of time. And so I want to bring on guests to this new podcast who are going to give you the truth, the truth, all of it about what that really looks like in the moment. And I will also bring you some guests who are in the midst of rebuilding themselves. So you also get not only, you know, I love the experience of I've overcame it and now I'm out of it. But even when you're only a week out of it, there's a certain amnesia to that. It's kind of like childbirth. You know, you forget how gruesome and grueling that whole process is till you actually are in the minute doing it. And then you have this cute baby that you've dolled up and smells really cute and you forget. And then you go have another one. So it's the same kind of thing. So I'm going to give you in this new podcast people at different stages of the rebuilding process, experts on the best ways to rebuild yourself as a woman in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, and also people who've done the work and who've come out the other side and what they have to say about that. So it's going to be an interesting, exciting, grueling, because, you know, I'm just adding something else to my plate endeavor, but I feel really strongly that for this next decade, teaching women, giving women the tools, the strategies that they need to really customize their rebuilding process to them specifically and to their goals and dreams specifically is really important. We're going to need that over the next 10 years desperately. And so I want to be ahead of us needing it, not behind the curve of us needing it. And so that new podcast is going to come out on iTunes, on Spotify. You know, I'm not on Spotify where she runs the show yet. I got to fix that. I'm not on Spotify yet, but I will be. But it, this new podcast will be everywhere. Um, either late spring or early summer. So I will talk about that more in future episodes, but just know she runs a show is scaling back to two episodes a week. A new podcast on rebuilding yourself for women in their thirties, forties, and fifties is coming late spring, early summer. All right. Now <laughs> I feel like I decided to talk a whole lot and we're not even at the episode. Let's dive into the episode. So 248 says you will not outgrow your environment. And I did talk about this in episode 246. So if you haven't listened to 246, make sure you do that because I gave a little sort of preview in, in 246. But let's dive into it now. So the other day I was outside power walking. Uh, for most of you who listen consistently, you know I live in rural Wyoming. Right now it's winter. It's the tundra. It's like negative nine degrees at night. It's disgusting. Um, but it's beautiful. It's still beautiful. 
So I was out walking for 45 minutes around the circle and listening to uh, Melissa Urban's podcast. She has a, a podcast. I cannot remember the name of it. I should have looked that up. But she was li- she was interviewing James Clear, who wrote the book Atomic Habits, which is on my list to read in about two weeks. And James Clear said something that I thought was so powerful that when we're talking about developing new habits or getting rid of bad habits and replacing them with good habits, I don't know that we really think about. And so in the podcast interview, Melissa was talking to James about this idea of how important your environment is to your habits. And at one point, James Clear said something to the effect of, and again, he wrote the book Atomic Habits. He said something to the effect of, you will not outgrow your environment. Now, a lot of us who are, you know, more liberal arts, like my undergrad degrees in sociology. So we had that whole nature nurture debate at Vassar and went back and forth. A lot of us want to argue that, right? We want to go, but look at somebody like Ben Carson. He's a neurosurgeon. Look what he grew up in and all. Here's what James Clear was saying. And I really want to touch upon this because I think this is an area of opportunity for us as women entrepreneurs. I think this is definitely an area that we could grow in and that we could do a much better job of managing boundaries around. What he was really saying is that you're not going to outgrow your environment. And he gave the example of um, if you're deciding to eat super healthy, you're deciding to cut out sugar and gluten and wheat and all of this stuff. And then um, but you're still around people. You live with people in your home. You have friends who are not conscious of what they're eating and they're not eating clean, who are used to you eating shit you're going to have a much more difficult time maintaining that new habit of eating without sugar and gluten and wheat and all of that stuff because of the environment you're in. And in fact, he went so far as to say in the interview that at the end of the day, if you do not change your environment, meaning if you don't change the people that you're hanging around and you start to hang around people who eat the way you eat, who lift or work out the way you work out, who are entrepreneurs, if you don't get some of that social exposure Obviously, you can't fire your family if, you know, if they're not eating the way you're eating. But if you don't get, if you don't create an environment around yourself that, um, where you have exposure and time on a consistent basis with people of like mind, what he said, which I think is so powerful is eventually the environment always wins. Eventually the environment always wins. So when we look at people like Ben Carson, you know, grew up in the projects, single mother household, number one, he had a single mother who really believed in him. So let's just like, let's like, let's debunk this whole single mother myth. It depends on the kind of single mother you have, right? Like, let's just be real. If you have a single mother who's pushing you to succeed, well, then you're in a pretty good environment, even if some of the circumstances are shitty. So I don't want to generalize, but what I will say is what rang true for me in hearing him say that is you will never outperform your environment, which leads me to the point of today's episode. Who are you hanging around? I've said this on so many episodes that I'm tired of saying it, but I'm going to write a whole book about it, hopefully this year. Your inner circle audit. Who is in your inner circle? Who are you hanging around? Who are you listening to? Who are you getting advice from? You will not in life and business outgrow your environment. Never. Now, let's get clear. Can you, can you be in an environment that is not conducive to the goals and dreams you're pursuing? And can you sort of fight that for a long period of time? And when I say long period of time, 
a number of years. Yes. But let me ask you a question. Why would you choose to be in an environment where you have to fight to be who you are, to, to align with your values, to pursue? Why would you stay in an environment where you have to fight just to be who you are when you could actually go to an environment where you don't have to fight that way because everybody in that environment is of like mind with you? Why would you do that? And yet, and yet, I hear from women entrepreneurs who struggle with this, who struggle with nobody gets my goals but me. Everybody says I work too much. Everybody says I do too much of this. And I, I, I hear them say all these things and I go, well, why are you? You know what I've said in many episodes on She Runs a Show. Don't share your vision with people who can't see. Why are you even having a discussion with them? You know, like you can't necessarily not have them in your space if they're like your adult children or something and they live with you. But if you know they're not supportive of these new habits for your business that you're developing, these new habits for your fitness, why are you even bringing up what you're doing in conversation with them? They don't have the capacity to support you. And in fact, in many cases, they don't want to support you because they want to convince you to go back to being the old you. So why are you even having the conversation with them? That Listen, listen, the second you get that anybody in your life doesn't want to see you succeed for whatever reason. Could, it might not even be personal. Just could be their unconscious jealousy or whatever. But the moment you even get a whiff, a whiff of that kind of jealous, envious energy, you need to just make a decision that like, we're just not going to, we're just not going to have these discussions anymore. We're, I'm just not even going to talk to you about it. Honestly, like we're not on the same page. You don't get me. I'm not lowering myself to where you are. We're just not even going to discuss it. That's it. You know what you can discuss with them, but your dreams and your goals are not something that can be discussed. If you're going to choose to stay in that environment. But I want to go back to what James Clear said, because it really is something that I want you to think about. In the long run, over the next 10 to 20 years, you will not outgrow your environment. You will not outgrow your environment. Now, the sooner you embrace that truth is the sooner you start to make different decisions and you start to actually alter the environment that you're in and you start to make different decisions about what you will and will not tolerate, which then leads to different boundaries, which then leads to boundary conversations, which then leads to you choosing different circles of people to be around. But I'm going to tell you what I've seen with my own two eyes. People who are super fit tend to have friends who are super fit. People who are super intellectual or super woo-woo tend to have friends who do the same, read the same books, talk about the same things. You will not outgrow your environment. And I know there are a lot of people who are going to listen to this and go, but, but I can't divorce my mother. I can't divorce. I can't. I Listen, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying that if you're going to put up with that, then you need to counter it by creating inner circles in other arenas of your life and spending enough time with those people of like mind that it counteracts the impact of any environments that you do not feel you have the ability to separate yourself from. That's what I'm saying. You will not outgrow your environment. And, and let's just add this in here. Your environment also includes what you listen to, the music you listen to, the podcasts you listen to, the videos you watch, how much news you consume every single day. Shut the news off. That is not uplifting. Know enough to be up to date. But beyond that, psh, 
throw it out the window. It changes every year, every four years or eight years anyway. It is also what you, what you bring into your mind, the thoughts that you think is your environment, which is totally completely up to you, by the way, the things that you say to yourself, how you treat your body, your mental state. There's so much to your environment. It isn't just other people. It's you and other people and situations and your boundaries and your standards and your values and whether or not you are lining up with that, whether or not you're congruent with that. So what am I saying at the end of the day? If you think, if you truly think for some reason that you are going to operate in a vacuum, that you can be somebody who is ultra fit, it's ultra clean, and you are hanging around people or your inner circle is comprised of people who drink all the time. I'm not making a judgment on drinking. I'm just saying like, if you're going ultra fit, ultra clean, no drinking, and but you're, you're hanging around people who live the opposite way. I'm just going to let you know, you will not outgrow your environment. You just won't. You will, you will not sustain those over a lifetime if that is the circle you keep choosing. If you want to create new powerful habits that you sustain, you must change your circle to people who are of like mind. And if you don't, and if you choose to want to be the person, I'm, but you know, but I grew up with them and this was my best friend since the third grade. And can I just pull them along? You know, that Buddhist, I think it's a Buddhist proverb. It's good. It says, let go or be dragged. You know that, that one, let go or be dragged. Well, at some point you're going to waste your time long enough that you're going to realize you need to let go or be dragged. And one of the two things is going to happen. And I hope you figure out that you will not outgrow your environment and you let go faster and sooner than it takes for you to be dragged by those things and those situations and those circles only to figure out that you wasted years of your life trying to drag people along with you. Uh, 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 uh. You will not outgrow your environment. And the sooner you accept that, the sooner you say, I cannot operate in a vacuum. I have to be surrounded with people of like mind, with people, uh, you know, with people who radiate the positivity that I radiate with people who, who want to grow in the way and I'm not one for conferences. So let me just, let me just, I have to, I, I feel a different sentiment coming on that I need to just be clear about. I think this is just my personal opinion and I don't go to conferences. So, you know, when I say my opinion, you're going to know why it is. I think that going to these, you know, kumbaya, rah-rah, shishi conferences, you know, like, and so, listen, there's some of them that I do want to go to at some point in my life, but not yet. Um, Going to these conferences where you're meeting other entrepreneurs and you're like, oh, I love the energy of these conferences. I'm not going to go say names because, A, I don't want to support or deny them. They have a place in different people's lives. So I'm not going to give you specific conference names, but you know the ones I'm talking about if you're in the online business world. Going to these conferences is not going to build your business. Let me just be very clear. Now, and going to these conferences may make you feel good for about five hot minutes. It may make you feel really powerful and like you're with people and you may network and meet people who become, you become lifelong friends with. I think that's probably the only benefit of those conferences that you meet other people who are where you are in the journey and you guys become friends. And so then you have people that you can relate to. But again, 
who is in your daily, everyday life? Who do you communicate with on a regular basis? Because it's not the people that you see once a year that are going to make the biggest impact. It's the people that you are virtually or socially or in-person connected to, preferably in-person on a regular basis who are going to have the greatest impact on your life. And so what I'm saying at the end of the day is like, don't waste time at conferences when you could be cultivating real relationships. And if you do develop real relationships at conferences, cultivate them outside of the conferences consistently so you are keeping synergy and congruence with those people but do not go to a conference thinking that that's going to make your business you know triple in revenue probably not if you're not working every day doing your dmas every day your daily massive actions doesn't matter if you go do kumbaya for three days you're not doing the work the other you know 52 weeks of the year doesn't matter so what am I saying at the end of the day? I want you to do not only an inner circle audit, I want you to do an environment audit, both your internal environment, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're saying to yourself, and your external environment, every single person in your life, every single situation that is currently a consistent aspect of your experience. And I want you to really ask yourself the question, are these environmental variables, are they in alignment? Are they congruent? to the habits that I want to create in this new decade. And if they are not, I would ask you to look again and see just how necessary they are. And I would also ask you to look again and see what you can remove. Because at the end of the day, what James Clear said, and he also talks about in his book, Atomic Habits, what he said is true. You will not outgrow your environment. You just won't. So either you're going to choose to stay stuck so that you can hang around people who are not where you want to be, or you can choose to grow. And you're going to then have to, at some point, create, cultivate the circles that are in alignment with that growth. It is what it is. Let go or be dragged, my friend. Let go or be dragged. All right, everybody. I'll talk to you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. 